From the Nipty Studios comes the latest installment of Tales from the Trenches, chilling accounts of CPL 245 issues ripped from the advance sheets. Today's episode, Say Uncle. Today we find our hero, ADA Connie Duguid, in a bit of hot water. She's received an unfavorable decision from the criminal court, and she bursts into her supervisor's office. Boss, I gotta talk to you. I can't believe this decision. My career is over. I'm gonna have to get another job. Five years of law school down the drain. Oh, Connie, take it easy. It just cannot be that bad. Sit. Let's chat. Coffee? No thanks, boss. Coffee makes me hyper. You mean you haven't had any coffee yet? Ooh. Okay. Tell me what happened. Over the next 54 minutes, Connie describes the case. It involves a defendant charged with two counts of criminal contempt in the second degree and two counts of aggravated harassment. The defendant violated an order of protection by calling the victim, the uncle of the defendant, and then accosting him on the street. So the defendant was arraigned on June 17th. Then I served and filed the supporting deposition on August 18th. The next day, boss, on August 19th, I served and filed an off-calendar certificate of compliance and statement of readiness. So I'm ready. I even gave over more discovery and filed a supplemental certificate of compliance and statement of readiness on September 30th, saying that I'm continuously ready since August 19th. Then, if you can believe it, I get a defense motion on December 14th saying I was never ready. Why? Connie continues for another 27 minutes, explaining that when counsel had gone through the discovery materials, counsel learned that the victim told the police that there were additional threatening text messages from the defendant to the victim, which all appeared to violate the order of protection. Counsel demanded production of these additional texts on October 7th, and on the date of the motion, she had yet to receive them. Accordingly, she claims in the motion that the certificate of compliance and the statement of readiness are improper, and Connie was never ready. I argue that I filed a certificate of compliance and statement of readiness in good faith. And anyway, the victim isn't a person under my control like 245-21A requires. Pretty smart, right? <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, Connie. But, but Connie, I'm assuming you did make diligent, good faith, and reasonable efforts to get the text, right? Uh, yeah, of course. I reached out to the victim right after the attorney let me know she didn't have the text on October 7th. I had to bug him a lot before I finally got the screenshots. Then I sent those over right away as soon as I got them to the attorney. And besides, where's the prejudice to the defendant? He knows he sent them. Okay, so what did the court say in the decision? Um, the, the judge said... She said... Uh, I, I can't hear you read it. Calm down, Connie. Let's let the narrator summarize it while you breathe into this paper bag. Wait, what? There's a narrator? Where? Just breathe. Connie, isn't there always a narrator? First of all, Connie, the court agrees with you to an extent, 
and said that the statute specifies that no adverse consequence to the prosecution shall result from the filing of a certificate of compliance in good faith, and that is reasonable under the circumstances. Thus, a certificate of discovery compliance may also be deemed proper within the meeting of CPL 245.50 subdivision 3 when a court determines that it was filed in good faith and reasonable under the circumstances. The court's decision acknowledges that Connie did make some efforts to obtain the text messages. Oh, well, that's good. That part is, but the rest is a bit rough. Oh, no, it's over. Just breathe. Yes, keep breathing, Connie, because the judge found your explanation of your efforts to get the text is, uh, uh, ooh, oh, my. I'll have to quote this. Your efforts were not made until after two certificates of discovery compliance had already been filed, and it was defense counsel who alerted the prosecution to the missing discovery. Under the circumstances of this case, where discovery materials previously disclosed to the defense clearly referred to undisclosed threatening text messages, the failure to disclose these messages cannot be viewed as reasonable. You cannot be serious. Easy, easy. The court found the record, and again, I have to quote here, utterly devoid of any details regarding all but one date. The prosecutor does not even include what other efforts, if any, she made to obtain the text messages, such as contacting the complainant's messaging service. The only fact she offers is that she called the complainant on October 7th, 2021, and on other unspecified dates. These facts do not demonstrate that she exercised the requisite diligence and reasonableness as required by the statute, and the court cannot excuse her failure based on these facts. Absent a valid and detailed explanation, this court concludes that the prosecution did not act reasonably and diligently under the circumstances. OMG! Breathe. But wait, there's more. The court also found that the victim is under the people's direction and control for 245-21A purposes. Oh, I'm in control of the victim? Sure. Just like I control the sun coming up every morning. Yep, that's all me. That's a little much, Connie. And so the court concludes by granting the defendant's motion, finding that the certificates of discovery compliance filed on August 19th and September 30th are improper. The court also finds that the statements of readiness submitted with these certificates of compliance are invalid and have failed to stop speedy trial time. Well, that's not good. But did you learn anything, Connie? Yeah, that Amazon is looking for drivers. Maybe I can work there. No, seriously. The due diligence and good faith efforts seem to be fully documented and are probably more than a few phone calls. Yeah, that's a good lesson. Also, Amazon gives health benefits to their drivers, so that's good for you. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, they do. But you can stay here for a while. Just learn from the case. And good news, you still have three days left of speedy trial time. Now, how about that coffee? No thanks, boss. I'm going to go through my cases, make sure I'm doing everything I can to get all of the discovery turned over in every case. Good job, Connie. This has been another exciting episode of Tales from the Trenches. Today's drama was inspired by the case of People vs. Diaz, decided on March 16th, 2022, 
from Bronx County Criminal Court. To see this case and other related discovery case law and resources, be sure to go to NIPTI's Discovery Digest located on Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. As always, if you need assistance, just a reassuring voice on the phone, give us a call. Or send us an email if you don't feel like talking. At NIPTI, it's literally our job to answer your questions. And so be sure to join us for our next episode of Tales from the Trenches when we hear the boss say, Hey, has anybody seen my coffee cup? Here it is, boss. Oops. Sorry, I can get you a new one on Amazon. So long for now. Thank you.